0: from The Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to The Hills Church.
1: So let's read 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 2 to 7 together. Please, um, I'd like us to read it from our phone, from our phones, our devices, or from your paper Bible, because I don't think all of what I want to read is here. So 1 Kings 17. As the Lord God lives before whom I stand, there shall be no dew nor rain these years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook, chariot, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you will drink from this brook and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and stayed by the brook chariot, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, breakfast and dinner. And he drank by the brook. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there has been no rain in the land. The brook dried up. You know, Elijah is what I call the executive prophet. He was a very respected man. And he knew God so much that people feared Elijah. So the king would send people and say, go and arrest Elijah. And when they go and arrest Elijah, Elijah will sit on the mountaintop on the hill. He will sit on the hill. And the soldiers come to arrest him. And then he would say to them, If I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and eat you guys up. That platoon of soldiers, all of them eating up by fire. I guess that's what Elisha learned from. So when Elisha saw the children chanting something, he got angry and called the beer to eat the children up. The second set of soldiers came, Elisha sent fire to burn them up. The third set came, Elijah sent fire to burn them up. The fourth set came, Elijah sent fire to burn them up until the seventh. The seventh set came and started screaming from afar, man of God, we are just messengers. Let our life be precious in your hand. Do not burn us up. Please, we are begging you, man of God, follow us to the king. That's Elijah. That's when Elijah came down and followed them to the king. <laughs> Elijah was an incredible, incredible man of God. Great in word, great indeed. He did not die. Elijah was taken into heaven. Asides Noah, uh, sorry, aside Enoch, the next person who did not taste death was Elijah. Elijah was a profound, he is the mark of everything a prophet desires to be. Elijah Elijah cuts across the old generation into the new. Elijah tasted the Holy Spirit before the Holy Spirit was released. But one day, Elijah did a prophecy that also had him inside. In this prophecy, he says that the Lord God lives before whom I stand. There will be no rain nor dew for three years. Oh, no, until I say so. Until I say so was what he said. It was crazy. But he had to. He had to go through this prophecy. As he gave the prophecy, God had to make provision to take care of him in his prophecy. And God said to him, I will take you to the brook called Chariot and commanded the ravens to feed you there. And Elijah went in the power of what he said. A friend of mine, Oyinda Fakaya and I wrote a book called Six Quick Ways to Cultivate Mental Strength. About four years ago, the Lord said to speak to me about building mental strength and the kind of mental malices that are going to fall upon the world. And when we wrote that book, we're talking about the rhythms of life, the things that keep life beating, the drum beats that keep life going. You know, life is actually made up of different kinds of rhythms, different kinds of things help you to keep a balance, you know, when you take a look at the entire human system, our lives is based on rhythm. Say rhythm. Hold somebody's wrist and see. Hold your neighbor's wrist. Just try it. Just hold your wrist for a minute. Pretend you're a doctor. Do you know what you feel? It's called the pause. There's rhythm in the pulse. When you touch your heart, touch your heart for a minute and see. I hope your heart is beating nicely, not <laughs> It's called rhythm. Say rhythm. But sometimes this rhythm breaks. Sometimes that which God gave you fades. Sometimes the brook dries up. Sometimes that which the Lord has given you for the consistency of life. Begins to fade away. In the the experience of Elijah, God brought him in famine to a brook. This idea of the brook is just to keep him hydrated. You're not going to die in the famine. Say amen. God will send ravens to bring you small portions of food. And if you know ravens, ravens are not nice animals. They are birds of prey. They eat anything. So God used the most impossible circumstances to feed Elijah. And they were consistent. Say consistent. Every morning, they brought him food. Every evening, they brought him food. Have you ever been in a place where you know this is a bind? This is a difficult place. And you just needed grace to pass through that place. This is a season when God keeps you with a miracle after miracle. I remember when we returned from Scotland, it was so difficult for my family and I. One man took us in. God bless him, brother. I call his name for good. He took a man, his wife, and four children into their house. Me, that before I'll come to your house, I will tell you, I have four uh-huh. so that you will know that your house will not be the same after we visit. One guy took us in for months. What is that? Say, Raven. I saw them struggle at the edge of their business falling apart. Why wouldn't that guy be blessed? All of a sudden, everything fell apart while we were there. But today, he's a top man in the pension fund commission actually the chairman or something like that god raised him up again great man raving see raving moment there are times when everything is imperfect that's when god sends ravens god just sends that job god just sends that project god sends a film you know like i acted in a movie and everybody was sending me messages from everywhere like, I didn't know many of you walk, watch Netflix like that. I just acted in the movie, I forget. Until one day, it got on Netflix and everybody decided to send it to me. Pastor Mo, from America. Oh, Pastor Mo, I saw you on, on TV. I'm like, what do you expect? One day I will show up on cameo or something. <laughs> when I was running out on cash, they called me and said, come and act in this movie. And they paid me. <laughs> I was paid. Say raven. Raven. God will just send you a place and say this is your office. Come and walk here. He opens up a door for you. At that time, guess how my living with Oguche ended. Someone saw me and said to me, come and leave Come and live in my hotel. So I went and lived in the hotel. A brother. Come and live in my hotel. I went and lived in his hotel. You know, somebody gives you their hotel and say, gave you the largest room in their hotel and say, live here. So I say live in there. But you know that the bills are going to go to the person. So is that the time you start eating pounded yam in the morning? jollof rice in the afternoon, chicken and a goose soup in the night. Do you you understand? So I would starve myself. I would eat once every two days and I would watch what I was eating so that it doesn't look too inconsiderate. Then at the end of the month, I looked at the bill. It was over three million. I couldn't take it. I told the guy I'm traveling to Abuja. When I traveled to Abuja, I went back to Gucci's house.
0: <laughs>
1: he called me and said, I know you're back, but you don't want to take it. Do you know, the Bible says, when you come to the house of greatness, put a knife to your neck. When you see people doing things for you, never take it for granted. Never just take the largesse and the generosity of people for granted. Don't do it. Be grateful for everything you get. That man said to me, I'm going to pay your house rent. Look for a house. I'll pay for it. And he paid for a house where all my neighbors, I had three neighbors who were believers. The other two had children the exact age of my daughters. So when my daughters moved in, they were so blessed so blessed one day i sat down i just thought about the goodness of god say ravens after that i now got a job chief commercial officer of a telco in lagos i just felt like feeling good so money started coming and i started becoming a big boy and they gave me a brand new car and I started doing the rounds in Lagos. And then the one day the Holy Spirit said to me, you know you're not for sale. This walk has to end. I'm like, Holy Spirit, I beg now. I'm really good at this thing. My talent, no waste. But the brook dried up. He said, the brook dried up. If you walk with the Holy Spirit, you will know this, that brooks, dry up. The music fades. The rhythm breaks. The things that cause for life cease. The place where you were welcomed before all of a sudden becomes hostile. The environment that was peace for you all of a sudden dries up. But God always remembers you regardless of where you are. How many of you have been in love before but your love suffered the bait of Satan you were the perfect couple everybody envied you then the serpent came and sowed tears of greed of lust and seduction and someone in the family beat the bait of the flesh and ate the well ate it the this this dust of the devil and all of a sudden what happened that love paradise became broken. Became broken. And all of a sudden, how many of you have been in a relationship with a really good guy? He loves you. He speaks nice words to you. Then one day, for no reason, he shows up and says, It's not you, it's me. I feel like I'm not good enough for you. I feel like I'm a fraud. I feel like, you know, you deserve better than me. Like, like what are you talking about? <laughs> and before you know what's happening, the relationships evaporate through your hands, say the music fades. Sometimes also we are making contracts. We got a contract, a massive contract and the contract was in millions and millions, hundreds of millions, sometimes even in millions of dollars and all of a sudden we seem to be doing very well. But if you take a look at that contract, it has what? Faulty foundations. Sometimes not just the contract, God wants you to rest. I remember a guy who spoke at the business breakfast we had and who said that he was so busy. He was traveling from Enugu to Benin. He would keep a driver in Abuja, take him to Kano. He was traveling the nation round and round and round and round. His body was packing up and God was telling him, You are too busy. So many of you, you are too busy to do a two day retreat. Too busy. You are too busy to come with us to Accra. Just too busy. <laughs> and God begins to shift the things around you and begins to tell you that your priorities are wrong. So when the music fades, what God is doing is trying to tell you a message. He says, be sure that you make everything according to the patterns I have shown you on the mountain. Hallelujah. There was a lady called Dorcas in Acts chapter nine. Also, her name was Tabitha. She was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. Let's quickly read it. Music. I hope you're not tired. Are you tired? That's what pastor goes through. Do this together. Just standing. Well, you guys sing too, so it's good. Acts chapter 9. Let's go to Acts chapter (laughs) 9. at Joppa verse 36 there was a certain disciple named Tabitha which is translated duckers. this woman was full of good works and charitable deeds which she did but it happened in those days that she became sick and died and when they had washed her they led her in an upper room And since leader was near Joppa, the disciples heard that Peter was there. And they sent two men to him, imploring him not to delay in coming to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. And when he had come, they brought him to the upper room. And all the widows stood by him, weeping, showing the tunics, showing the garments that Dorcas had made while she was with them. But Peter put all of them out and knelt down and prayed. And turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. When she saw Peter, she sat up. Then he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he called the saints and widows, he presented her alive. And he became known throughout Joppa. And many believed on the Lord. So he was. He stayed many days in Joppa with Simon the Tanner. Here's a place from where he was called to go to the house of Cornelius. I love this kind of ministry where Paul was sent by God to go and raise the broken and rebuild hurting people. Dorcas was a good woman. She did everything perfect. She was a fashion designer and she used all her money to make dresses for widows she made tunics, she made nice things, she made widows look beautiful, she helped widows to remember again the joy of their youth Dorcas was such a good woman and Dorcas represented music to every one of those widows when they think about Dorcas they rejoice, when they think about Dorcas they are are happy, they are elated because the kind of person that Dorcas was, but one day their music faded their music died. Why? What are the other reasons? What are the other reasons we don't know why music ends? What are those other things that God has in his mind that makes him to stop what was good? So let's go into music and really find out Using music, please, I want you to open your mind, this is not conventional, this is music. Using music, I want us to find out if there's anything we can learn about why music fades. There are different types of music genres. There are also different types of scales and riffs that musicians run through and there are different kinds of music expression. I'm just going to take four different music expressions and we're going to just model it. For example, what's a crescendo? Can you give us an idea of a crescendo? That's a crescendo, slowly building up and swelling and rising and rising and rising. That's a crescendo. Why does music reach a crescendo? Why does our life have those high moments? Why does our lives have those moments when everything seems perfect? Why? What does God use high moments for? And let's talk about a decrescendo. Then what happens next? You have to show us what happens next. So we'll know how the purposeful pause worked. He is unst- can, you, can you do the last part again and go? And that is the
0: jailbreaker.
1: Hills music so good so good so you have that purposeful pause the pause the song to build it up so they can jump into the chorus that's purposeful pause and you have changing keys for the next song as they finish that free I have freedom they had to change the key for them to sing Is joy in the house of the Lord. That's called what? Changing keys. Say changing keys. So sometimes this is what we notice in our lives with music. Using this music, we can tell what's happening in our lives. Sometimes an abrupt stop. Sometimes things rise. Sometimes things fade. It's not one way that it happens for every one of us. Nobody has eternal rhythm. Nobody has everything going well for them all the time. Nobody has perfection in the journey of their lives. And if you don't permit this, guess what you will do? You will constantly be fighting with God. Remember that the music fades because the reality you have now is not perfect. The music fades because God wants to give you a moment of rest from a place where you've walked yourself to a corner. The music fades because God wants to build you back better than you were before. The music fades because God wants to reveal His glory to you. Because what we think about constantly is music failing, meaning the end of us. Meaning, meaning like, oh my God, what's going on? The familiar is gone. Oh my God, this thing is no more as it used to be. That's what we think about. But God ends the old music because that reality you were living in before was imperfect. God ends the old speaking because you have totally created a situation of frenzy where you're walking yourself up every time and God wants to release you, release you. You know, some of us will never walk away from what we have. We're obsessive. Ah, I remember when God told me to leave a place. I couldn't leave. I couldn't leave. I couldn't leave. I would just stain and stain and stain. And the Holy Spirit told me, leave. But I couldn't do it. You know why? I'm a loyalty guy. If I stick with you, I stick with you from death to life to living to anywhere. God says, this thing is over, but I couldn't do it. So God has to sour the whole relationship so that I can. Just carry my shame and go. Do you guys understand this? That sometimes God ends the things that seem good in your life to create a new reality. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 67 says, Now, however, Jesus has received a much more excellent ministry. Just as the covenant he mediates is better and is founded on better promises. For if that first covenant had been without fault, there would have been no place sought for a second. Jesus became a much more excellent ministry. Jesus became a much better ministry than the ministry that was before. Jesus became a better testament than the testament that existed before. Why? Because once you receive this testament of who Jesus is, all of a sudden, you begin to see that this is much more better, much more excellent. You have the ministry of Christ. Do you know that? Say, I have the ministry of Christ. Oh, some of you don't want to participate in this. Say, I have the ministry of Christ. I have a much more excellent ministry. Hallelujah. Why does the music fade? The old has to end for the new to begin. In the passage above, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 8 to 9. He says, "Sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings, you did not desire, nor did you delight in them, although they are offered according to the law." Then he then he adds, "Here I am, to do your will." And the Bible says he takes away the first to establish the second. When Jesus came, every day, everybody brought animals to the temple. Goats. If you are poor, you brought doves. Everybody, every year, brought sacrifice to the temple. And they all, if they want to impress God, they now increase their sacrifice. So the person who brings a sheep would like to bring a bull next year just to show that his sacrifice is growing but God was not really interested in sacrifice and burnt offerings what does burning a goat have to do with me it was only supposed to point to something and all of a sudden John the Baptist came you know When you are praying, you are praying half of my message. John the Baptist came and began to speak. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And the Bible says the whole city emptied to him in the wilderness. After a while, one day, Jesus came. Came walking through the wilderness into the place where John the Baptist was. And John said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And John baptized him. And once John baptized him, he came out of the water and the Spirit of God says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well placed the heavens literally rumbled as god prepared for opening up the system for change a new system had just been created say a new system and from this new system it wasn't the same way you were worshipping god before god was not pleased by how much you could bring god was not pleased by how much you could offer. God was not pleased by how much you could. And Samuel was the first one who said, this, does God delight in bond offerings and sacrifice? To obey is better than sacrifice and to listen than the fat of rams. Many people think like buying God is a thing. And that's what sacrifice represented the old order where you do everything wrong. And then you go to your village and build build a church. those were in Ogoni building church. And they at the foundation of the of the church building, they put Ogoni things there. So whatever you do in that church building, you can never, it's like it's covenant. it's a it's a portal for the devil. It has the name outside church. You cannot pay sacrifice to earn salvation. Salvation is free. Someone came back from England. Last week, she was doing her 10th wedding anniversary, and she said to me, maybe she's watching. She said to me, Pastor Mo, how much can I pay for you guys to come and pray for me? You know, I'm like, prayer is free. But because she thought she could give us money to pray, because she said to me, you must never collect money from her. So I brought singers, brought musicians. We jammed up the place, did worship. After her going, she was like, ah, I have to give you something. I said, don't worry. Prayer is free. Tell somebody else. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to pay for me to come to your house to pray. You don't have to give me nothing to pray. Prayer is free. free. It's free. Worship is free. Worship leaders. Worship is what? Don't ask people for money so you can go and worship for them. Don't become a prayer contractor and a worship contractor. Do you know God likes your song? Your own song. That's why I sing. I know if you guys had the opportunity to drive me out of church with my bad singing. But when I sing, the Holy Spirit comes because the Holy Spirit created my, the croakiness you see. But I have to train it to have a responsibility to train it. Do you guys understand? God loves your voice. Say, God loves my voice. He takes away the first order of things that he may establish a more perfect one. That perfect one is heartfelt. It's real. It's based on reality. It's not based on a promise of the future. It's not based on emptiness. It's not based on animals or bulls and goats. The new reality is based on the person of Christ. Say amen. Amen. Then one day Christ died. And as Christ died, he was being rolled to the cross. As he was in the cross, then all of a sudden, something happened. You just heard a rumble as the as he was as he screamed out, it is finished. Then something happened, the temple cut and tore in two. And this tear from the temple, the earthquake broke the entire temple into two. It was like, imagine that from outside a gully erupts in the middle, like as a pattern, it just patterned. Like, whoo, and cut through the altar into the holiest of holies and broke everything into two. Do you know what heaven was announcing? (laughs) The holy place, the holy of holies has been shut down. (laughs) There's no more holy of holies on earth. There's no more place to go on earth where you find anything to point to God. You don't need to go to Jerusalem anymore to be holy. You don't need to go to any mountain anymore to worship God. They did the temple tore, wherever people call upon the name of the Lord, salvation comes. From that day God shifted the old order which was a location-based ministry which was a place you go to to be holy which is when you go to a church you'll see a man of God, a powerful man of God. God shifted that so it's no more about the place you go. It's now a position in your heart. You can be in your closet and you can call upon heaven and you can say, My God, my Lord, my Savior, my Redeemer come there. The old order has been abrogated, and God brought in a new order. Why does the music fade? Because God has something more excellent. The old music must cease and a new song will arise. He takes away the first that he might establish the second. I don't have interest in sacrifice. I don't have interest in your showmanship. I don't have interest in your titles. I don't have interest in your ceremonies. I don't have interest in all the religion things you do. I want you, says the Spirit of God. I want you, says the Spirit of God. I don't have interest in eloquence. Today is the day of nice writers and great presenters. I have no interest in presenters, an eloquent spokesperson. I have no interest. I want to see a man on fire. I want to see a woman burning for God. I want to see someone who will cry out and turn their face to the wall and say God give me Nigeria or I die. I want to see men whose character match up to what they teach. I want to see disciples who follow after Jesus Christ. Because the old order of making appearances, the old order of making it look perfect is dead and a new order is emerging. Say, a more excellent ministry. A more excellent ministry. You're taking away the old you're building me anew again restoring me again rebuilding me again making me new again thank you father God for the music must fade and a new song will emerge to the glory of God I may have died I may have been broken I may have lost it all may be standing on ground zero that you are Lord. You are God. Say you are God. You are Lord. You are Lord. You are God. chapter 14, verse 7 to 9. It says, let's read this together. Want to go church? Let's read it together. For there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again. And that its tender shoots will not cease. Though its roots may grow old in the earth, and its stump may die in the ground, yet at the scent of water... It will board and bring forth branches like a plant. I don't know all that has happened to you. I don't know what looks dead in your life. You used to believe God before and it seems like it's all over. You are now standing in ground zero. Everything you built for many years is crumbled to the ground. Spirit of the Living God, Spirit of the Living God, is the Holy Ghost, power of the age to come. He's the Holy Ghost, Spirit of the Living God, arranging everything in obedience to Christ. Bringing everything in obedience to Christ. I don't know if you're that tree. You used to be a young woman and everybody used to be so amazed by you. But time has passed and everything makes you feel like time is all lost. As if you're a dry tree. As if there's no more fruit from your life. As if this is the end of you. It seemed like the music has ended and the songs of praise have died out. At the scent of water, you will again. What's the water? The word of God. The fragrance of the word of God. The perfume of the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you in the name of Jesus Christ there's someone here you feel dead you feel like it's all over you feel like you have nothing you feel like you've lost it all you feel like the old friends you have have gone you feel like the old places you occupy you feel like people used to visit you because of the office you used to hold now is a dry trickle. You feel like you lost all your friends. You feel like everything is dry around you. This message may not be for everyone, but just for someone who has been on the rock and a hard place, thinking I'm dead, I'm dead. I'm a cut down tree. I'm one without life. I'm one who has nothing to show for all my efforts. Hear the spirit of the Lord. You will bud again, you will sprout again, you will bring forth tender shoots, you will not cease, it doesn't matter how old you've grown in the earth, it doesn't matter if your stump has died in the ground, yet the water of the Spirit of God will come upon you, yet the dew of Hammon will arise upon you, yet the renewing work of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. the new order has come a new season has emerged a new season has emerged a new day has come i hear the holy spirit say a new day has come a new season has come this is time for new beginners. This is the start of something new. It's a burden. It may not look like a shoot. It may not be flying out like a tree. But something is moving in your life. If you believe this, say amen. It may not look like a tree today, but something is grow it. The Lord sent me here to cause a tearing in the heart of someone. The Lord sent me here to cause them a rising again in the heart of someone. The Lord sent me here to tell someone that he remembers you, that he remembers your name and the things that be dead is not the end of you. The Of that job is not the end of you. You rise again. You rise again. You rise again. The Spirit of God knows you by name. He who created you, He who formed you. He's around. He remembers the name he calls you. He remembers who he says. You are. God comes back for his own. God comes back for the people he has invested in. God will never allow any one of his children to be wasted. He will not allow you to be lost. Every one of us trained in the way of God when we're young. We're coming back. Say, I'm coming back. Coming back to power. Don't don't keep quiet. Say, there's something that has to do with your voice agreeing with this message. That is God bringing you back to the place where you should be. Say, I'm coming back. Say, I'm coming out. Say, I'm coming out. Pastor, I did preach the message last year. come out of hiding. Say, I'm coming out say I'm coming out I'm no more holding back I'm no more stopping myself say I'm coming out I'm coming out stand up in this in the presence of God in your house at night stand up in the place where you have an altar and call upon the name of the Lord stand up in the place where the devil says you cannot go any further and cry out to God and say God God I'm coming alive. I'm coming alive. Hallelujah. As I round up, nobody knows about dying, I think, more than me, about having many lives more than me. I told you guys a story Well, I tell stories everywhere because it's actually what God did in my life that I can remember. Yeah, I told you guys a story about how I tried to do business, and, and I had a partner. And this partner and I were young boys in Joss. We came to Abuja to do business together. We set up a tech company called Web Fusion. It's actually really nice name, Web Fusion. Back in those days, before Web was the Web, we were the webbing guys who webbed the Web. We set up a tech company called Web Fusion, but halfway into the business, I discovered that the guy did not really want me in the business. He wanted the business, but he didn't know how to tell me to work for him. So he said we are partners, but I just discovered, after a while, company documents are changing and accounts are getting locked. I don't have access to the accounts. If we're co-directors, and I'm the one practically running the business. Why shouldn't I have access? After while, I while, I discovered that he really wanted the business. So I told him one day, I called him one day. He also said to me, release the business. It was the hardest thing I did because I was a staff, an employee in jobs working for a tech company. And this was my big break in Abuja, right? So it was hard for me. I said, very hard for me. But Hose said, release the company to him. So I, I called him, I said to him, my brother, you know, money will come and go. We're going to have each other. We're both people here, young men just growing. I didn't even know what I was saying. This was 20 years ago, 24 years ago. I'm older, <laughs> And I said to him, you can have the business. He said, really? I said, yeah, I discovered that you really don't want me in the business, you just wanted me to start, and you wanted me to work, you wanted my skills. You really don't want me in the business. You don't want my mind, my ideology. You have everything you want to do, so you can have the business. He couldn't believe it. He said, will you sign it? I said, no, I don't need to sign it. My word is stronger than my signature. and I left the business for him. One week later, I got a call from Lagos. God told me, leave that business. He took everything. You know, when you come from being an employee and now you guys are smelling millions, you have an office in Two, nice place. You are a co-director and the hostess tells you, walk away. If you are not young, you will not know how hard it was, but they all, were all, 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 all easy. <laughs> it, was, it was one of the toughest things I did at that time. One week later, I got a call from Lagos. The guy said, oh, my name is so, so, so. I'm from an American corporation. We're looking for tech specialists. And could we talk? I was very happy, that's how I pivoted from the web into satellite communications, and moved to Lagos. It was such a, you know, it was not really big. My salary was 40K, and you know, I had master's degree and big talk. I talk then as I talk now, even more than now talk i could dream the whole world i could bring visions to the room it's 40k i didn't have house that's when i told you the story of my squatting it was from that job one day my salary finished half into the month <laughs> and i had maybe like i can't remember how much i had, but it was small money it couldn't take me all the way to mainland that's how i started trekking let me trek some distance so that the money will carry me the remaining distance. So I trek. My office then was on Muriokoola. Like I trek from Muriokoola like before I knew what's happening. I came like, before I know what's happening. I was like, pong I said, "Maybe I take bus from Abongwa." I said, "No, let me just go to the stadium." I was living in Lukweju then. So I got to the stadium. By that time, my my legs were doing numbers. <laughs> okay, I'm in stadium now. Ujua Alekba. Ujua It's to Palm Grove. You know, I'm talking about the bus stops. You know I know this place. <laughs> Palm Grove, Onikman. After passing Onikman and Palm Grove, I just went to Albanicora, I'm already home. I just said, <laughs> let me just cross over the bridge. <laughs> by the time I lay on my bed, I think my legs were grinding, by themselves. By themselves. <laughs> I said, oh, I'll use this money to come back to work tomorrow. <laughs> let me just keep the money. <laughs> the next year... I walked this way for 12 12 to 14 months. The next year, the holy shit told me, this music has ended again. You have to move. And I was just, I just saw a company and wrote them an email from Nigeria into Denmark and said to them, the title of the email was African Markets Development. I said, I have the potential to open all the markets in Africa for you guys in tech I had just worked in satellite communications for one year. They were like, they replied me within two hours, like, wow, we have really been looking for someone. Our vice president is coming to Nigeria in a month, in, a, in, a, in three weeks, like something like maybe in even two weeks, something like that. Please, would you kindly meet with him? I had conversations with them. Before I know what's happening, I became the, I became a director of an international satellite communications company. In our heyday, we're doing work for Interpol in Iraq. We're working for Blackwater, the U.S. defense contractor. We're doing Interpol across Africa as the main Cadbury Africa supplier. So I entered into conference calls with Cadbury all over the world. I was their main technology provider. I was working with British Telecom, working with all the technology companies, Dorsche Telecom, all the technology companies in the world were calling me in those days. I set up the first international dial link for GlobalCom when GlobalCom came. They didn't, I, I connected GlobalCom to, to Denmark and then on to Dorsche Telecom. I did that technology solution. I did the first design of backhaul via satellite for MTN between Lagos and Abuja. And Suburban Telecom implemented it. I did some of the craziest technology solutions and I made millions of dollars. But all started from the music fading away in Abuja. And God telling me, walk away. I'm bigger than all you have in your hand right now. I'm more massive than anything your eyes can see. The person who holds on to the present is ignorant of all that God can have for them. The person who stands in this spot, all they think about is now. The person who holds on that job when God tells you to leave is someone who has no vision what god wants you to have is bigger than what you have today god took elijah to the brook as we round up this last slide next slide please and god told elijah stay at the brook the brook is not your destination the brook is just a con- it's just a current place i want you to stay for now we are on a journey This is not all that there is. We have a widow to protect. We have God's program to implement. We have a restoration with the prophets of Baal coming. But if all you know is just the current, you stay with this moment. If all you do is just now, this is all you're going to have. But say to someone, there is more. I can't hear you. Shout it out. Say, there is more. Say to someone else, there is more. When the music fades, it's because something is coming. God did not intend to keep you in an old funk. God did not intend to keep you in an old drudgery or the old song. God did not intend to keep you in an old season that locked you away. God did not intend to keep you in a relationship where they are beating you up. God did not intend to keep you in a place where men are chaining you. God did not intend for you to be a commodity that people can use and dump. So he's changing the seasons. Because there is an assignment, a massive assignment ahead of you. That's why the music fades.
0: Thanks for listening to this message from The Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website
1: at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at elo.ecclesiahills.org. At